Hello and welcome to the Wild Space Beacon, beaming its signal out from a galaxy far, far away. I'm your host, Dragon Trooper Ben Faircloth, and join me as my co-host, the Pandalorian Cassie Faircloth. Thank you all for joining us for Episode 3, Geek Chic, with our special guest, Joe Roberts of Atanya Designs. Thank you for joining us. Hey guys, how you doing? Good, good. Hopefully we are pronouncing that name right, by the way. Is it um, Itanya or Etanya? I know there's a lot of misinterpretations there. It's I say it Etanya. I'm not even sure that's correct. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's your name, so it's however you want to say it. Exactly. Cool. Well, that actually takes us into our first question, so we can go ahead and jump right in with both feet here. And that's, where does that name come from, and what does it actually mean? Uh, you know, I actually just got really tired of trying to find a username that wasn't taken on everything. And so uh, that actually means from the flames in Elvish. Um, cool. I really like uh, like the Phoenix story and that kind of imagery. So I was like, all right, I just got fed up and tried to come up with something that wouldn't be taken everywhere. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. That's cool. Definitely. I'm a big Elvin fan myself. <laughs> So we will go with our second question then is what would you say is your greatest muse or inspiration? What makes you want to create? Oh gosh. You know, I, <laughs> I really like the, just the creative process and the learning aspect of crafting and making things. So usually the projects that kind of suck me in are the ones where I don't know how to do part of it. <laughs> And so I'm like, all right, that would be a fun puzzle to figure out. So Awesome. Very cool. Um, take us kind of off the path here. I, I just realized we, we jumped in with both feet there. Yeah. Um, why don't you take a second to actually tell our listeners a little bit more about uh, Atanya Designs and your products? Um, I started an Etsy shop in, gosh, 2009, 2008, like in there. Um, at the time, I was actually making plush toys of custom characters and doing prototype work for merchandising companies. And it's just kind of evolved from that. I actually had to step away from that because of health issues. I couldn't do the detail work with my hands. And on a whim, I had made a hoodie scarf with a ninja mask on it because I hate the cold. <laughs> And I hate it when my nose is cold. Yes. It's like my pet peeve. So um, I, I'd seen a, a crocheted hoodie scarf somewhere, and I thought, yeah, I'm not into, not that big into crochet, but I could make it out of fabric. And I posted it on my art page, and I kept getting requests for it. And so the Etsy shop just kind of drifted over into that, and I kept making new designs, and it just took off. It's so random. I, I never... <laughs> land that i never could have guessed it i live in florida it's too hot for scarves you know yeah. but hey whatever works absolutely absolutely but they're and, fashionable scarves they go with everything very fashionable i do wear mine I, you know I, I say it's too hot here but i actually do wear mine quite a bit yeah <laughs> and you actually do more than just scarves um your shop has all kinds of costumes as well too don't they I do, yeah, I do occasional um, costume commissions or finished pieces, um, and of course, Sabine parts. Absolutely. Like I just make things. When people ask me what I do for a living, I just say I make things. You are a creator. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Centra Queen. <laughs> awesome. Queen. Awesome. Well, cool. Yeah, that gives us gives us and our listeners a good idea of exactly what Atanya Designs is all about. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned Sabine, and of course, we are a, a Star Wars podcast here, um, and we know you've you've definitely got a love for the saga as well. So I'm going to oh, yeah. m- move right on to our our next question, which is uh, about the latest movie, the Solo movie. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? I loved it. I don't understand people that didn't love it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Me everyone's neither. entitled to their opinion, of course, but it was fun. You know, that's what I enjoy about Star Wars. It kind of takes you on a ride, and it's an adventure, and it's fun, and that's what I got from Solo. So I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Absolutely. I, I think me and Cassie did, too. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's not Last Jedi for me, but I did really <laughs> enjoy it. <laughs> and, it, of course, it had my boy in it, so, you know. Which one's that? Maul. <laughs> Spoilers! Spoilers! <laughs> so that that actually... Hey, I led into my own question. <laughs> so, it's a... Which, which one do you like more? Darth Maul? Darth Vader? Or the I want to be a Darth, but I'm really not Kylo Ren? <laughs> so salty. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I've I've got a soft spot for Maul, I have to say. I was like the yes. weird the weird girl growing up because I was super into like Power Rangers and Walker Texas Ranger and like anything with martial arts I was super into. And then episode one came out, right? And just Ray Park and, and Darth Maul and all the stunts and stuff that he did, I was like, Man, that's cool and I f- finally convinced my parents to let me get into martial arts at that point. So I'm always gonna have that soft spot for Maul because of that. That's awesome. He is pretty amazing. And a super nice guy. He really yeah. is. Yes. That definitely answers basically the question. Because it's kind of a lead question on are you a prequels or original or sequel trilogy by putting those kind of stacked up like that, Cassie. Yeah. I'm an, e- I'm an EU fan. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, we should have thrown Darth Revan in there. <laughs> I'm just a Star Wars fan. <laughs> That's where I'm at. You know, I don't hate the prequels. I like the new sequels. I'm, I yeah. kind of like them all. Cool. To varying degrees, of course. But uh, Of course. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. The fandom's a great thing. Sometimes. Great, both <laughs> great and terrible. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. Um, well, speaking of fandoms, um, I'm going to ask... You have a lot of various costumes from different fandoms, even outside of Star Wars. Which was your favorite to build, and which is your favorite to wear? Hmm. Um, I really enjoyed building my Dragon Age Inquisitor. That's a really good-looking costume, too. I was really happy with that one. I was actually playing through the game as I was building it. And so it's it's my Inquisitor from the game. You know, that was the armor set that I wore for the majority of the game. And, you know, that's what she looked like. So cool. it was fun to be to do something that I'm super familiar with, you know, and had stared at for over 100 hours and could put <laughs> all the little touches in, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, as far as wearing, um, I love my Mando. She's comfortable. Um it's it's kind of an experience to wear a Mando. I'm sure you guys can kind of understand this, but it affects how you move and like how oh, you yeah. act. 
it's it's really funny and it's always a trip when I do it because I never expect it. It just kind of happens, you know? It's like a full personality change once that bucket gets on your head. Exactly. So I always have a good time wearing that one. Cassie says I have a swagger when I wear mine. Yeah. yeah. Ben has a Django walk. <laughs> <laughs> like Old West, shoot him up at high noon kind of walk. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> My husband says that I walk differently in my custom Mando than I do in Sabine. He's like, you you have two different personalities for those two different kits. And it's really funny, especially if I'm wearing them both on the same day, like a change in the middle of the day. Oh, yeah. Sabine does have her own style of movement. It's... Sass. It is, yeah. It is pure sass. <laughs> yeah, he says Sabine is a lot closer to me. <laughs> He's I like, can... she's just you cranked to 11, you know? <laughs> I can see that. I can, yep. I'm going to agree with that one. <laughs> So we have another costume question then. If time, money, or ability was uh, not a problem, what would your dream costume be? Does that mean storage space isn't a problem too? Yes, we'll <laughs> add storage space in there too. You know, I've always had this niggling thought in the back of my mind that I want to build Gypsy Danger from Pacific Rim. Oh lord. <laughs> I mean, not full scale, obviously, but like pretty big, you know. Do it. I, Do all the things. Yeah. <laughs> All I, the things. I'm know. an enabler. Do it. <laughs> You're my favorite enabler, though. <laughs> Woohoo! That's awesome. But, yeah. yeah, if I could, you know, have stilts and do the big armor build, that would be fun. So you just need a, a second house behind your other house. Yeah, we could we could work that out for that one. <laughs> <laughs> just for the robot. <laughs> yep. This is our living house, and this is our cosplay house. Exactly. This, this is, is the, the mech armory. house. <laughs> Well, cool. Um, moving on to more community questions. And that's, where can people find you in the community? Um, how can they reach out to, to get in touch with you if they're interested in either your products or things that you do? Well, for my products, I have my Etsy shop, which is atanyadesigns.etsy.com. Um, I'm on Facebook, which I don't update as much as I should. <laughs> I think the algorithms killed everyone's motivation on Facebook. So. Yeah. Um, I post a lot more on Instagram. I do a lot of, a lot more behind the scenes, you know, slice of life kind of pictures on Instagram. Um, still have a DeviantArt. I'm hanging on to that. And all that's on, under Atanya Designs. Cool. Perfect. Any conventions coming up for you? You know, I don't have much going on for the rest of the year. We're going to be at Creative Con in Panama City. Um, just local stuff in the Northwest Florida yeah. kind of area. We're going to be doing Emerald Coast Con in November. Cool. Uh, technically, that's all I got on the books right now, but, you know, random road trips are fun, too. Oh, we'll yeah. See. Well, what are the big ones you do every year? Like, obviously, you just finished MomoCon. We just finished MomoCon. Um, we always do Pensacon because that's pretty close for us. Um, we usually do Anime Weekend Atlanta in the fall, but, uh, we won't be doing that one this year, so. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get in. They don't want me. Oh, <laughs> They're lost. Exactly. They're lost. <laughs> That's all right. I've had enough of Atlanta for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Cassie never gets enough of Atlanta. They have pandas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wait, you were there. Why didn't you steal me a panda? <laughs> the teeny pandas. Aww. 
I'll ninja you a panda next time. S- send Fee into the zoo and have her steal a panda. She could do it. <laughs> she could. Tiny ninja. Tiny ninja. For anyone who doesn't know, Fee, of course, is Joe's tiny, adorable little daughter. Yep, my mini costumer. Yes. Who makes the cutest little perler bead stuff? <laughs> my seven-year-old has a side hustle. I'm so proud. <laughs> Just learning from mom. <laughs> so we have another question. It's you're known for your Sabine costumes in the Star Wars community. So what was it about her that motivated you to embrace her? I guess besides her being you, crank to eleven. <laughs> well, she wouldn't have known that. <laughs> you know, and I didn't know it at the time. Is what was really funny because, you know, um, Rebels started what in like August. But a few months so. before that, they started announcing the show and they started, you know, showing pictures of the different characters. And when they announced Sabine and they showed a couple pictures of her, I had people like sending that to me and they're like, hey, look, it's you. Or, you know, Disney owes you some royalties for using your likeness. Hmm. Wow. I, I tend to change my hair color pretty regularly the way, you know, kind of like she does. And at the time I had the orange bangs like she did. And... I love to paint, and I'm a terribly messy painter, and so everything I own, it's its a running joke, everything I own has paint splatters on it. So, you know, it was, I was instantly drawn to it, but I was like, yeah, you know, the show's not out, I don't know if I'm going to like this character, so I'm just going to put that aside for now, and maybe I'll get around to it. And we had a convention a couple weeks later, it wasn't, it wasn't even very long after they'd announced her, and... I had some kind of lapse in sanity the weekend before, and I thought, you know what? I want a new costume. This looks like fun. Let's do this. So, you know, four or five days, having never actually made armor and certainly never made a helmet from scratch, I whipped that out and went to AltCon in Tallahassee and had a blast, Uh, met the Fire First guys and Mandalorian Mercs for the first time. I'd never heard of the club. And they were all super encouraging, which I'm so thankful to them now because I look back at that costume and I'm like, oh, cringe. That was rough. <laughs> Mother of Sabines. <laughs> I can do so much better now. But Four days. Yeah, they, were all, they were all so sweet and encouraging. And they're like, yeah, get on the forums and, you know, you should apply. And, yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> awesome. And, yeah, little known fact, you were actually the first approved Sabine and both the Rebel Legion and the Five O Four. I'm sorry, Rebel Legion and the Mandalorian Mercs, correct? Uh, just the Mercs. I was the oh, second okay. in the Legion. Oh, okay. So after some work, it wasn't that four day build. It was another few <laughs> months of work. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the the building never stops on these costumes. Nope. No. Mando done. That's a thing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Always gotta add to them. Oh yeah. So I think we're. See non-costume question. How long does it for your store, like the hoodie scarves and anything else you sell? About how long does it take to produce those, or um, really anything? I guess you make. That depends on the thing, but as far as the um, the hoodie scarves, once I have the the design figured out and the patterns made and all that stuff, I tend to make them in batches, just because it goes faster and I kind of get an assembly line going. For the simpler stuff that I've been doing for a while, I can usually do about six in an hour. Um, 
the newer stuff or the more complicated things usually take me a lot longer, so it all kind of evens out. I try to shave down time wherever I can because I don't actually get a lot of time to work. Oh. Well, still, for somebody that can pump out a Sabine costume in a weekend, I think <laughs> I think you move pretty fast when you need to. <laughs> I can't do that constantly, though. No. So I, I need weeks to recover afterwards. <laughs> Small bursts of energy. Yeah. Yep. Well, cool. What, um, what would you say your the product that you make, um, whether it be commission or the scarves or whatever it is that you're the most proud of? I'm still I'm pretty proud of the um, the ninja scarves that I make because, like I said, that was the first product that I made that had started all this, and it's gone through several reworks, and um, I've gotten a lot better at sewing since then. <laughs> Just through repetition, but oh, yeah. you know, it's the first product I, I put in the store, and it's still my best seller. And you know, I I'm so proud of that one. Yeah, it it's super cool for anybody who hasn't seen it before. Uh, it's not just the scarves; it's all different fandoms she takes inspiration from and and puts it in there, and it it's really cool. Everything's better with ninjas too. I'm I'm a little bit obsessed with ninjas. Way Cassie's obsessed with pandas. So yeah. like my logo is a ninja. My my kid is mini ninja. You know. I think the ninja scarf is like one of the few I don't have from you though. I have four other ones, but not one of those. <laughs> we can fix that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to fix that at some point. I'm totally ashamed of myself now. Gonna put a ninja mask in the panda. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's just asking for Kung Fu Panda jokes. Because <laughs> I don't get enough of them with having the Pandalorian. <laughs> okay, we have a fan question from Wade Robinson. He says, how does it feel to be the leader of Drexel Clan, a.k.a. the Salty Clan? And is it as much work as it sounds? He also adds that thank you for all the work that you do. Uh, it feels great. I was mildly terrified. Uh, <laughs> but when you have a great group of people at your back, you know, you feel like you can take on anything. And everybody was super supportive. We had to fight a little bit to make this happen and get our own plan going. But, um, yeah, it could, <laughs> that's where the salty thing came from. <laughs> yeah. like a bunch of salty pirates who were hoisting the black flag and starting a mutiny. The R. <laughs> still waiting so for the just, pirate picture <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you it needs to happen but um no i mean it's been great to see the effect it's had on the people in the area everybody's been really motivated and a lot more involved good good to hear um, you guys seem like you're doing really good over there yeah we had to work for it and i didn't want to let the opportunity go to waste so uh, it's been good so far we're still finding our feet but awesome okay awesome no peg legs. Cassie's no got a thing. Cassie's no. got a thing against peg legs. I have no clue why. Yep. But... <laughs> the, no peg legs. <laughs> Just eye patches. Those are okay. <laughs> eye patches, parrots, hats, those are cool. <laughs> um, oh, anyone know if it's as much work as it sounds? Um Yes. That was part of it. Day, um, <laughs> I went into this knowing that I can get very overwhelmed very quickly because I think I can do everything. Yeah. It doesn't occur to me that I can't until I get completely overwhelmed. And I'm like, wait, I should have said no at some point. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've tried to be very deliberate with where I put my time and set limits, you know? So I, I try to sit down and say, okay, this block of time is going to the Mercs and, and stuff for the clan. Cool. And 
I have the best officers. Love them to pieces. And <laughs> great members, so it's working out. Well, give a shout out. Who who are your officers for Drexel Clan? And and people that don't know, Drexel Clan uh, is one of the Florida clans here in the Mandalorian Mercs Costume Club. Yep, we have from Panama City to Pensacola. And my second in command, my Verilor, is Travis Moss. And he's been awesome about, you know, just working with me. We pick up each other's slack when we need to. And my Rusalor is Lauren Bags and... He is currently deployed, but still doing an amazing job. Cool. Because he's like that. <laughs> <laughs> and thank him for his service. Absolutely. So we have another Alarad question, but from Michael Rodriguez over in, I apologize if I mispronounce this, Awa clan? Iwa clan? I assumed it was Awa. I'm it's not sure. Probably Awa. He says, what is your favorite part of being Alarad? And also, what is your least favorite part of being Alarad? My favorite part so far is the opportunity to take these ideas of, you know, the past four or five years being in the club and saying, wouldn't it be cool if we could do this? And now that I'm Alarad, I can actually make that happen. And that's that's hands down my favorite part. Oh, yeah. Um just to give everybody more of a chance to be involved with the club. My least favorite part, gosh, just waiting on approval for stuff. <laughs> yes. That's my least favorite part. Cause I don't think everyone realized how much we wanted our own clan because the, the process of splitting Florida took a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't take that long. There's not that many members up here. <laughs> and, you know, we're all in this group chat talking about what we'd like to see happen. And we pretty much had the whole thing planned out before the split was even finalized. So we're just kind of sitting here twiddling our thumbs, waiting for everybody to say, yes, that's okay. You can do that. <laughs> yeah. That's, so. that's good to have a group of people that get along that well and form together for common goals like that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just, it's been a, a waiting game, but it's better than arguing, I have oh, to yeah. say. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think we're, we came to a conclusion there for the, the questions that we had, both fan and from Wild Space Beacon. Um, but we've got plenty of extra time, of course. Is there anything that you would like to talk to or talk about uh, on air? while you have the opportunity, both with your fans, our fans, um, or whoever's listening. Well, like you said, this is a Star Wars podcast, and we were talking about um, favorite Sith Lord, stuff like that. So I've got a question for you guys. <laughs> sure. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, if you could pull any element from the EU, the old EU, new EU, whatever, back into continuity, what would you, what would you want to see actually used officially that's a really good one um we actually asked this on our last episode to um rob and tom, tom. um that's tough it for a long time for me it was the thrawn uh saga but oh, they, hey. <laughs> they brought him back in pretty well with rebels um, yeah and bringing him back they really embodied the character well which i enjoyed yeah. Um, but I was disappointed the entire time with the time frame um, because it, it brought him back pre uh, Palpatine and everything else. Well, pre 
death of Palpatine. Palpatine. Yeah. Um, but I thought that the way that Rebels ended, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it. Um, it's been this long. You've what, seen it now. Yeah. was really <laughs> cool that they left that door open to be yeah. able to bring him back into the timeline that, that we all grew up knowing him by. Um, that's, it's a tough question. It really is. Uh, short of that, of course, Revan, probably. I'd love to see Revan become canon again because he was always one of my favorite Sith Lords. Um, loved the video games and loved the whole Old Republic era. Yeah. But. That would be cool. Mine would just have to be the Old Republic era as a whole. I mean, cause I, I love the video game. It's Malgus was one of my favorite characters. I loved his little, his book with uh, his girlfriend that wasn't supposed to be his girlfriend, Alina. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I like the Old Republic era. It's really cool. I could see them just dropping that in as, you know, just to make the world richer. Because it doesn't really contradict, contradict any of the, the new stuff that they're doing. Yeah, and they did bring Bane back in, you know, the end of Clone Wars there, where Yoda goes out to... Yeah. And then, that's something I didn't like, renaming the planet Moraban, but it's supposed <laughs> to be Korriban. Now I'm just, I'm going to seethe over here for a little bit about that. <laughs> we all have our topic that we get. That's that's mine. Don't, don't mess with Sith history. <laughs> no. Oh, mine, mine would be well. I can't have mine now, but um, <laughs> we had to go and contradict mine. Now, my favorite story arc from the the old EU was the X Wing novel, and they've I think they've contradicted just enough of it that it won't work anymore. Yeah. So, a little bit sad about that, but I can always go reread them if I want to. Right, but from what I understand, Filoni's working on new X-Wing stories now. I, I mean, of course, they're not the same and they're the Resistance X-Wing pilots, but that should be interesting to see. Yeah, I could, I could see him doing a good job with that. I liked the uh, the episode where he brought Wedge and Hobby into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get to see a little bit of First Order, hopefully, in this new one, so <laughs> kind of makes me happy. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe them getting their butts kicked, I'm sure, but you know, I'll take what I can get. You know what I really liked was the um the Battlefront novel. That gave me like an X Wing kind of vibe, but it was Imperials, you know. Oh, the yeah. Inferno Squad one or Twilight Saga yeah, was the, the other one. Yeah, the Inferno Squad one, okay. sorry. Yeah. Because um, Twilight Company I couldn't get through. It wasn't bad. It was very military esque. Yeah, I I haven't tried that one. I tried to get through Aftermath, and it did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, not my wedge. <laughs> <laughs> Aftermath isn't bad if you can get through it in its entirety. The first book is hard, hard to get through because of the way it's written. But once you start to get an investment in the characters, it's definitely worth it. Um, easy workaround. Audiobooks are great for it. Uh, they actually I do the voices. I was doing the really audiobook, good. and I could not do it. I <laughs> think it's just... Sinjir's voice. I love Sinjir. Now he is my favorite part. <laughs> Just the stuff that he took from the X-wing novel and dropped into these novels and didn't do a very good job with. I didn't appreciate, so Aww. I held off as long as I could. But Mr. Bones' vo creepy voice oh, throughout gosh. that. <laughs> oh, that droid is I love, so disturbing. Um, oh, 
the guy that does a lot of the Star Wars audiobooks now that was doing that one. He's fantastic. He is. Um, he is fantastic. What was the other book we re- we listened to that had him? Oh, he does a lot of different books for Star Wars. I don't know what it was, but I had stopped everything I was doing to listen to this man's voice for he was voicing a female and it killed me. <laughs> oh, it was the Canto Bite thing. Yes. It? Yes, yeah, that was it. Me. You're like you have to listen to this. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Did you ever end up listening to that one? I don't think I did. I need to. I've got an Audible credit I need yes. to use. Yes, you need to listen to that one. <laughs> if for nothing but the voices. Because I don't even <laughs> think we made it through the whole... voice acting. So. Anything else you wanted to ask or talk about? Or random? I don't know. Whatever. We got time. <laughs> Oh, nothing I can think of. Can you guys think of anything you want to chat about? No, I can't think of anything. You've been great, definitely. It's been fun. I'm sure I'll think of something later and just like send you a message. Oh my gosh, Joe! (laughs) (laughs) You just call me back. We'll just add it on. There we go. There you go. Well, Joe, you're always so accommodating for us and you're always welcome to come back. Yes. Do that. Always. Not enough Mother of Sabines and your 28 <laughs> other titles. It's just going to get longer and longer. I'm going to need a really big name tag. You need a patch jacket and we'll put them all on the back. <laughs> Someone found me at Momocon and they're like, hey, aren't you Tanya from the forums? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, you're Mother of Sabines. I'm like, has <gasps> this really caught yes. on to that point? Somebody I hadn't met. Yep. <laughs> you think we don't put that out everywhere? It's official now, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that official. Yep. I love it. So I think that's everything then. Yep. If none of us have any more randomness we want to spout out. <laughs> so, once again, Joe, thank you for a fantastically fun interview. Love chatting with you. Wish we lived closer so I could get to see you more often. <laughs> get into so much trouble oh yes we would (laughs) but uh so for our listeners for more information about mrs joe roberts of etanya designs please make sure to like her pages on social media and check out her etsy store and buy all the things (laughs) well cool and um of course join us for our next broadcast coming up episode four totally savage (laughs) when we'll be joined by our special guest, BJ Savage. And as always, if any of our listeners would like to be part of future broadcasts, please contact us. This is Dragon Trooper and the Pandalorian, joined by Joe Roberts of Etanya Designs, sending out an all-clear signal from wild space. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> <laughs>